Hey guys, welcome back to this week's podcast. We hope this week's message inspires you and encourages you. Be sure to check out our website to find out more about us. Here's today's message. Amen. Thanks so much, Tash. And I just want to give a shout out to our amazing dream team who are serving us this morning behind the scenes. So shout out and and give a shout out to them in the comments as well. We've got Grace and Luke and Dan. How incredible, guys, that we just pivot just like that and uh, are able to, to provide this opportunity to continue with our online service. So... Church family, you'd be forgiven for thinking perhaps that it's a little ironic that we're concluding our Daring Beyond series with lockdown (laughs) 4.0. And it is a little bit ironic. Um, But, you know, the irony is not lost on me. And even if you are asking the question, how am I supposed to dare beyond myself with the good news of Jesus when I can't even dare beyond the front door? You know, that's a, it's a good question. But I want to remind you, church family, this morning, I want to remind you of the God whom we serve. Because the God whom we serve is the same God who dared beyond heaven who loved this world so much that he clothed himself with flesh, put on humanity and entered into the, in the person of Jesus, into the limitations of humanity as well. And what a privilege it is that we are filled with the Holy Spirit and we get to enter into this world too, to dare beyond ourselves. So friends, today marks the final instalment of our Daring Beyond series. Now, each week we've been daring beyond ourselves, following Jesus into the margins. And you'll notice that each week we've been focusing on where we'll find Jesus. You'll find Jesus where the sacred meets the secular. You'll find Jesus where you meet the unexpected stranger. You'll find Jesus where the bothered meets the burdened. You'll find Jesus where the faithful are mobilized. Now this morning, instead of focusing on the where we meet Jesus, we're going to be focusing on the who. Today, we're looking at you'll find Jesus with those he has sent to the ends of the earth. Now I said a few weeks ago, church family, that we cannot be directed if we're not already in motion. So I invite you now just to come with me on this final journey of Daring Beyond into the margins. And trigger warning, we're going to throw up a slide right now of hopefully for you a well-known image. Uh, You'll recognise this as the intersection of Bridge Inn Road and Plenty Road. Now, I did say trigger warning because I know many of you pre-lockdown have to travel through roadworks and all sorts and it is painful. Intersections are often painful. But I want to remind you that the margins are intersections, if you will. They're these in-between spaces, these liminal places between what is and what will be. And there's this pretty significant intersection that happens in the life of Jesus that we're going to enter into right now. It's an intersection called the Great Commission. It's an intersection between 
the resurrection of Jesus and his ascension. That is to say, the moment that he rose from the dead and walked amongst us and before he ascended to the right hand of the Father. It's an intersection between the kingdom of God arriving here on earth and being fulfilled. That is to say, the reign and the rule of God had arrived in the person of Jesus and he's not yet complete, not yet fulfilled. And it's also an intersection between the good news being declared locally and the good news being declared globally. So let me put it another way for you. Before Jesus goes upward, he brings his followers inward in order to send them outward to, king, to bring the kingdom forward. Let me say that again. Before Jesus went upward, he brought his followers inward in order to send them outward to bring the kingdom forward. So we're going to have a look right now at that great commission, that great intersection moment between what was and what will be in Matthew chapter 28, verses 16 to 20. Let's have a read along together. Then the 11 disciples left for Galilee, going to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some of them doubted. Jesus came and told his disciples, I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you and be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Now, I'm currently studying or completing my Master's of Theological Studies. I'm two subjects away from completing that. And those of you who have talked to me at any point during the last semester have probably heard me lamenting the subject of New Testament Greek. <laughs> and a lament I have done. But I want to share with you right now, in light of that, those words that we've just read in the English, why grammar matters in the Greek. So for those of you playing along at home, in the Great Commission, you'll find four verbs, four doing words in the English. We've just read them on screen, haven't we? So we've read the, the verb go, make disciples, baptize, and teach. Now, as Jesus' followers, if you're filling in those gaps, on your Daring Beyond booklet. Here you go. As Jesus followers, our assignment is to go to all the nations, make disciples, baptize new believers, and teach new believers to obey God. But what I want to share with you is that one of these four is not like the other. One of these four verbs in the original Greek is actually an imperative, which means it's a non-negotiable command of Jesus in that moment. 
So what I was going to do if we were all here in person this morning was I was going to get you to pop up your hand for what you think it is. But let's pivot, let's use the comments section and I want you guys listening along to actually type into the comments which of those four verbs do you think is the command from Jesus? Which is the imperative? Is it number one, go to all the nations? Is it number two? make disciples? Is it number three, baptize new believers? Or is it number four, teach them to obey all I have commanded? Okay, so now's your time to cast your vote. Three, two, one. Type your your response into the comments section. And you know, when I've done this with groups of people, every time I ask this question, I tend to get like a 50-50 split and so 50% will come down on the side of go is the command, 50% will come down on the side of make disciples is the command. So let me tell you the answer. This is why grammar matters. (laughs) The answer is that the imperative, the command of Jesus to his disciples is make disciples. So you can congratulate yourself if you answered that in the the comments section. Sorry, you know, better luck next time if you answered any of the others. (laughs) But, uh, you know, make disciples. This is the non-negotiable command of Jesus. And for all of you who did answer go, let me tell you this. The word go in the Greek is actually written in the passive which begs the question, how am I to passively go? Shouldn't go be an active verb? Isn't go something that you do with gusto? But actually, it's, it's a passive verb, which means that it's better translated as continue on your way or as you're already going. It's assuming that the going is already happening, and it is because we're, we're going to work or we're going to the shops or we're going to school, we're already in the act of going about our everyday lives. And the baptizing and the teaching, these are what we call participle verbs, which is essentially just a, a way of saying they support the main action. So as you're going, make disciples, and as you're doing that, Of course, you'll be baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and you'll be teaching them to obey all that he has commanded. But you know what gets me? If make disciples is the command, the imperative of Jesus in this moment, this then becomes this continual loop because if he's commanding you to make disciples, who follow the teachings and obey his commands, then you're gonna be making disciples who make disciples who make disciples who make disciples (laughs) because that is the command. And we're told to teach, to follow everything that he has to command. So isn't that incredible? Making disciples who make disciples who make disciples. And the Great Commission, it concludes with this line. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. 
And I think that's my favorite part of the whole thing. This promise that God himself will be with us to the very end. Without Jesus, disciple making is impossible. But you'll find Jesus with those that he has sent to the ends of the earth. So as we go, we are enabled by God's power and God's presence. God fills us with his Holy Spirit and enables us to do that which he has commanded. So friends, we want to get really practical now and have a look at what is daring beyond following Jesus into the margins. What does this look like in practice? So our panel pivoted into an online space onto Zoom this week, and we're going to hear from them right now what daring beyond looks like in their lives. Well, hey, church family, I am here with the esteemed Daring Beyond panel who are going to share with us today some real life stories of what it looks like for us as real people to go and dare beyond with the good news of Jesus. So let me introduce them to you. I'm here with Jaden Pittman, Kathy Pittman, with Lee May, with Wendy and with Devo or Adam Deverson. <laughs> and uh, we're here, we're gonna share some of our stories. Some of them will be from a ministry perspective. Some of them will be from an individual perspective. But Kathy, why don't you share with us what Daring Beyond looks like from a, a church ministry perspective? Yeah, we have some great opportunities in our church already happening at the moment when it comes to daring beyond and outward looking and being involved in the community. So one of those, I'm just going to go through them relatively briefly, but one of them we have is SHAC, which stands for Sharing His Almighty Kingdom. And their official mission statement is to share the love of Jesus through the provision of nutritious weekly meals in a welcoming, safe environment, open to all in the community, and to help connect people with other community community groups as needs dictate. So it's a great opportunity for people to come into the space, into our church building and to have a meal and to meet other people, connect with other people. And it really has just been a wonderful opportunity to see people's needs actually met in that way. It's beautiful. We also have a small group that meet called CHAT. It stands for Come Have a Talk. And this is where people in the community who are still learning English, still learning the language and the um, idioms around our English language are to come together and to talk about things like holidays, um, the weather and topics of interest, celebrations. And we have people who join that from countries all over the world. Who People have been from Chile, China, Egypt, Ethiopia, India, Iran, um, South Korea, Sri Lanka, Syria, Thailand, Vietnam, all over the place, people coming to Australia and just need a place to connect to start learning that language. The atmosphere is a very friendly atmosphere and I can vouch for that because I've been to one or two and it encourages people to share and learn together. And it's really putting that gospel in practice of loving your neighbour. We also have Mill Park Community Care. And this is a place that provides professional, compassionate and holistic counselling to our community. So it's a counselling service. It's faith-based but not faith-biased, meaning anyone can seek counselling um, and we have a client-centred approach with that. Our counsellors are trained and registered with the Australian Counsellors Association, sorry, the Christian Council. 
So great opportunity to to care. And Kat's a part of that team, aren't you, Kat? I am. So, yes, yeah, so a great place for people to come and, and have their needs met and cared for. We also have schools ministry, and I won't talk about that because Deb and Jaden will be touching on that a bit later, so they'll share with that. We also, one exciting area that we have been running as part of our church for a very long time, um, 10, 15, 20 years, I believe, and that's the play group. And this is a place where mums and their children can come and the children can play, mums can talk over cups of coffee. And, and so really it, it does a, a lot of things. It brings community, brings people together from all ages and stages and walks of life, um, different cultural backgrounds. And um, what it does is it allows the children to play, but also parents to connect. Now, this ministry has been, as I said, going for a long time and has been seen as very fruitful, but we are in a place of change and we are on the lookout for leaders for this. So currently, we only have one group meeting on Tuesdays and we would love to expand that. So we need leaders and we also need a coordinator. So be praying about that. Maybe that sparks a bit of interest. Maybe just something within you feels, oh, this is what I'd love to be a part of. But there is a there are positions, openings there for that. So bring that to God. But all of these are opportunities already running in a church that are outward looking and ways to connect with our community. And they're just all fantastic. Thanks so much, Kathy. And I know I feel just so privileged, as I know many of us do, to be part of a church that is involved in our community in so many practical uh, ways with the good news of Jesus. So, so many opportunities for us to be serving and getting getting on board with that. Thanks, Kathy. Um, I want to have a conversation now with Wendy because we've heard at a at a ministry at a group level what daring beyond can look like. But Wendy, you're out there in the world. You're doing your day to day life, and God's been having a conversation with you about what it means to be salt and, and light in the world would love just to hear a little bit more about that sure um well I suppose for me um I've been a Christian now for several years um having even though yes so only probably for a good um six or seven years now so a bit later in life when I came to Christ but um even though I have been a Christian now for that time, I've just never until recently felt confident to just speak about my faith outside of the church family. Um, but then, and I sort of realised that a few things had been getting in, a, in the way of that and mostly it was myself or pretty much all myself, um, just, you know, having different thoughts in my head that was blocking me from actually, in a way, coming out as a Christian just in outside of, you know, the, the church world sort of thing. Um, you know, I used to think things like, you know, do, do I really believe, do I believe enough, you know, am I a good enough Christian to actually represent, you know, our faith? Um, and a lot of things about, you know, also when I thought, well, it's not about being good enough, but then, but still, do I know enough to even speak about this? But um, I just kept praying about it and just sort of going about my everyday life. And I just started to, to get, the more I prayed and thought about it kept this phrase about salt and light just kept coming to me it's almost like everywhere I turned anything I read any it just kept just stuck in my head and wouldn't go away um and I'd sort of um I guess it just kept praying and and you know talking to my life group about it talk to Catherine about it um and as I did more of that it, it's almost like just all of a sudden 
God just was creating all these opportunities for, for me to have these conversations just with people at work, people down the street who I'd meet up at the local shops. Um, and I've sort of now started um, a bit of a routine where I, well, before we just got into this little snap lockdown, but every morning I'd go for a walk and I'd go up and get a coffee before work at my local coffee shop. And I just would sit there, I'd, I'd bring my Bible on my phone and my little notebook and start journaling. And I'd just sort of read, read, be reading the Bible while I'm sitting there and, and praying about conversations. And then amazingly, they, I would just encounter people at work or even the barista at the coffee shop we've had a few good talks so and it's not always things about talking definitely about God or Christianity or um, you know faith but just things about what what's important in life about meaning and purpose um, and sometimes um, you know and people just sharing about whatever they're struggling with and then there'd always be these little opportunities where I could say well what I've found has really helped me is my faith so not so much about, you know, going, going on and on about it or, or Bible bashing, as people, you know, may say, um, but just really, I think, just through just being open to it. Um, and I've just been really surprised by some of the, the people that I've talked to and, and what the conversations have been. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's incredible, Mindy. And, and I just love how God just demystifies and he takes the supernatural and he makes it doable for us. And um, just that leaning in through prayer and being open to conversations mm. that he opens up for you. Thank you for sharing that with us. Um, now, Devo and Jaden, it's looking, Daring Beyond's looking different for you guys. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, well, um, most of you should remember Jaden was our intern for youth last year during lockdown. So his internship was very different. And he was also spent time studying with Youth Dimension online and when possible in person out in Doncaster. Jaden, tell us more after internship, uh, heading into this year, what you've taken on this new kind of role you're helping pioneer. Uh, yeah, so kind of touched on it a bit before um, about schools ministry and um, that's a new avenue we've been really interested in looking into this year where we've kind of partnered with uh, my old school um, Plenty Valley Christian College and actually going in there and setting up a bit of a lunchtime program where we'll go in and alternating weeks we'll do um, games like real high energy games like just hyping them up sharing a um, bit of a bible talk as well but just having a lot of fun with them and then on the other weeks we'll also do a bit of a lounge style um, meetup where we just kind of play games with the kids we have coming along and just really get to know them and build relationships with them all for the purpose of hopefully getting them along to the youth group. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We'd love to, um, yeah, get them. Obviously, being able to share the gospel with them is super important if they never come to youth group, but hopefully uh, we, can't, we don't just give them the gospel, but we actually are able to have that opportunity to disciple them if they were to attend right youth as well. Um, Jaden, can you fill us in maybe a little bit on some of the, the highs and the lows of the year so far in what you've seen um, and experienced? Well, I guess 
one of the highs, like a big one of recent is we actually had one of the students that had been coming to the programs at Plenty Valley had actually come along to you. Like that was an absolute praise point. Like it was just the best thing to see. And it was actually one of the boys that I'd myself gotten to know pretty well um, while doing schools. And it was just really awesome to see that um, the actual fruit of what we're doing at the school. Um, but the other highs would be actually including the lounge option. We started off just doing the um, high energy games, but then we decided to alternate weeks on and off. And the lounges have been really beneficial alongside the high energy days because it allows for more of a targeting of different groups of people and to really foster more of that relationship building that we're really, <laughs> we really enjoy. Um, as for the lows, um, just kind of getting used to um, overseeing a role like this. Um, putting together a team has been a bit of a struggle. <laughs> we're definitely in need of more volunteers, but um, it's definitely been a challenge and something that I was pushed to learn from all the stuff I did last year, as we talked about. But um, yeah, those are just a few of the highs and lows for me. Definitely um, just dealing with the restrictions the schools put on us in terms of if we have to wear masks or if we don't have to wear masks or if we can be in the classroom outdoors and obviously being in lockdown, we'll miss the program this week. So that's been tricky to deal with, but um, it's been a lot of fun um, partnering with Jaden as he's leading that ministry and um, can't wait to see the fruit that. Thanks guys. Thanks for sharing. And Lee May uh, would love to have a conversation with you. Now you're, you're in a family, many of whom um, in Indonesia who, who don't know Jesus and, and you were sharing with me the other day of, of what it's like for you to be uh, a little bit like Wendy was sharing salt and light in the world. Um, what is that like for you, Lee May? Yeah. <clears throat> Thank you, Catherine. Thank you for your questions. And yeah, it's this is the uh, true example that I believe and trust in him. And so when Catherine invited me to join to this discussion last night, so if it's just about me. I just say no because I don't I don't want it. <laughs> but because I think of the purpose of my life is to build his kingdom. So I went praying and you know, like I asked him, what should I do? And then I asked him to lead me. And so I responded with saying yes to Catherine. So I believe that it's not a coincidence. So I believe, uh, you know, like he wants to use me to share about my journey that I had and still going till now to everyone to trust him. Then through my experience with the good and the bad times, I praise him. I thank him for everything that he has given to me. And I just feel so light. Every time that I come to him, 
I tell everything that I have because you know, like his unfailing love, um, his faithfulness, it endures forever for us. So it gives me comfort, peace, and joy inside here that, wow. So it's amazingly, everything like beautiful. So, you know, like, this is like a process and or a journey that, you know, like when we build a relationship with God and we walk together with him and we invite his presence and, you know, like for every step that uh, we need to choose and we ask him to lead us about which path that we should take. And yeah, it's, it's because of we want to do his will, not about my will. We want to build his kingdom, not my kingdom. So basically it's back. We seek him. We ask what's the purpose of our life. So through that spirit, it comes and leads us to do his will. And so um, with the process that the message that I receive, I just do it. So, you know, like I just believe. And then with the one God, okay, I do it. Even sometimes it doesn't make sense. And even it's not logical for me. So, okay, God, I will do it for you. It's not for human, but I work for you. And, you know, like, yeah, we can keep doing the good works and we spread the good news to the others to give the good influence to friends and family, to read the Bible and then do the self-reflections about what's happening now. So we do our part as God asks us to do. And I believe that God will do his part through his Holy Spirit to work over us. Why, why I can say like this is because I experience it. I, I experience his presence in my life. And it's so amazing. He met wonderfully and it's wow. <laughs> I do not I, I do not fear for he is with me and his presence, his life. And you know, like he never leaves us alone because he is with us. Amen. I don't think uh, there needs to be a sermon this Sunday. <laughs> but by the time everyone's hearing this, they will have heard me uh, preach as well. But that that collective of what Lee May and the rest of the panel just shared just captures it beautifully. You know, just to kind of wrap this up, we can see that Daring Beyond is something that involves us doing our part, but we're not doing our part alone. We're doing our part infused and filled with the Holy Spirit, as Lee May shared, where just just do it, you know. <laughs> uh, just I love, I love how you phrase that, Lee May. And you know, Wendy, you touched on that as well, that this can be intimidating, but but God's able to to demystify that and lead us into our ordinary spheres of influence and open up conversations that we could have never dreamed of or imagined, but he's more than capable of doing that. 
So we've heard that individual daring beyond in our everyday walk of life. And then we've heard ministries as as whole groups of people doing that in schools ministry and and the crossover of that into, uh, into youth and just those beautiful connections that take place. And then Kathy sharing just all the wonderful outreach ministries of our church family and and part of that is there's there's opportunities uh, as you're listening to this you the holy spirit might be tapping you on the shoulder and saying hey you can be going both into your world but also you could be serving on one of these teams like with playgroup to to come alongside and let's do this together So I want to really thank you guys for sharing as part of the panel today and hopefully for all of you listening at home, you've been as inspired as I've been. Thank you so much. Well, what inspiring stories we've just been hearing and I I do hope that you've been as inspired as I was as part of that conversation, church family. But right now, I want to invite you to respond as we begin to wrap up this Daring Beyond series and May Missions Month to provide an opportunity for you to respond to what God might be saying to you. For a moment, I want you to imagine that you're standing with me at that great intersection hearing the great commission of Jesus for the very first time that intersection between what is and what will be, the margin between the good news of Jesus going local to global, that margin between the good news of Jesus sitting between the sacred and the secular. Now, Jesus did not create a distinction between those who stay and those who go. We have already heard that this morning. We're all called to go. Jesus did not create a distinction between the so-called called and not called. We're all called by Jesus and he who calls is faithful. Let me share with you right now our vision at Mill Park, which is fivefold. And in particular, I want to draw your attention to the parts of our church vision that are missional and outward looking. This is written into the very DNA of our church. And our outward looking vision says this, we acknowledge that our church does not exist just for us, but that it is our community where we gather, meet and interact and are energized by God together and then released into our everyday circles and influence them with the love of Jesus. We are desperate for this recognition and passion to infect all that we are and do. That is what it means for us to be outward looking, church family. So as you stand with me in that great intersection, hearing the great commission of Jesus to go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey all that Christ has commanded us. I just want to place three challenges to you this morning. 
as we were listening to that panel, I believe that God is calling us to, to respond, inviting us to respond. And maybe you're like this first group of people, like, like what Wendy shared. And she shared that there was a point in her faith, her new Christianity, where God was inviting her to make her faith known to those around her, to out herself as a Christian, so to speak. And maybe that's you. Maybe that is the next step for you to, to no longer be ashamed of, of the gospel, but to, to begin to share and, and invite God, ask God, pray that He will open up those opportunities for you to share in natural ways, just like He's been doing with Wendy. Maybe you're part of this second group of people and, and perhaps you're already going beyond as an individual with the good news of Jesus into the world, but but the invitation from God to you might be, well, we can, we can magnify this. You can join in one of our many teams and ministries that are part of Mill Park Baptist Church. And as you do that, you can do this together. It might be the shack, it might be playgroup or chat or one of our many areas of ministry that are serving our community in real and practical ways. Or maybe you are part of a third group of people who like Lee May shared, just need to do it. To ask God to lead you into those encounters and those moments where he would use you. And as she said, you do your part and we believe that God will do his part. Amen. So if you're in one of these three groups of people, I want to invite you just to pray with me in this moment. And this week, as your life groups have online conversation together, you might want to unpack with one another how it is that you've responded this morning. Let's pray, church family. Loving God, thank you. Thank you so much that you loved us enough that you dared beyond heaven to enter into this earth clothed with flesh, experiencing the limitations of humanity in the person of Jesus, that you loved us that much and that you love this world enough and so much so that you have sent us into this world to do the same. Lord, to make disciples who make disciples who make disciples. And Lord, most of all, I want to thank you for your promise that holds all of this together, that you will be with us always, even to the end of the age. So God, however you're calling each one of us to respond to that challenge this morning, whether it is to, to begin to share our faith with those who don't know, whether it's to join in a ministry area or whether it's just to do it. God, thank you. Thank you that we do not do this alone, but that your spirit goes with us. We thank you and we pray all of these things in the precious name of Jesus. Amen.